Welcome to Winning the World for Christ, a Christ Church Way of the Cross podcast with Bishop Ronald Frazier. Christ Church proudly celebrates 20 years of ministry and service to God. Now, here's Bishop Frazier with today's message. I'm not staying in hell. Luke chapter 16, beginning at verse 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed scrumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar man named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and see if Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. He said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophet. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Verse 23, And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeing Abraham afar off, in Lazarus' bosom. And then Psalm 16, beginning at verse Number 10, 
for thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will I suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Psalm 16, verse 10. For thou will not leave my soul in hell. I'm going to preach on this subject. I'm not staying in hell. I'm not staying in hell. Father, speak to our hearts the words of life. Give us direction and help us. Guide us. Direct us. Speak a word to us. Bless us, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just say that hell is real. Heaven is real. And hell is real. You have a dialogue with people who don't believe it. And because they don't believe it, they think it doesn't exist. Well, you don't have to believe something. And simply because you don't believe it doesn't negate the fact that it's real. It's still real. I don't believe in car insurance. I don't believe that it's necessary that a person have car insurance. I just don't believe it. You know what? You're going to be in trouble too. You have an accident and you don't have car insurance. Guess what? It'll make a believer out of you. And let's get the record straight, just in case all that we're doing to avoid going to hell and we wake up on the other side of eternity and there is no hell. Who's going to be mad? Because we've made the necessary preparation to avoid hell and we woke up on the other side in eternity and found out that there was no hell. And we made all this preparation. We will not be angry, not one bit. Because if that's true, or if the opposite is true, that we wake up on the other side and we realize that there really is a hell, ooh, and we missed it, we'll be one happy camper. This message is just ringing again in my heart and in my soul and in my spirit. I'm not staying in hell. You hear people say, go to hell. They just say it. Even children say it. But you have to understand that we were all destined to hell. We were on the hell-bound train. I wish I had that poem that I could share with you. On our way to hell. But Jesus rescued us. In fact, he came to hell to bring us out. I love the scripture that says, Thou will not leave my soul in hell. Because the truth be told, the body is going back to the grave. Spirit is going back to God, which gave him. But that soul, the real you, is going either to heaven or hell. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. And I want to say hell is a prepared place 
for an unprepared people. We have to make a decision as to where we will spend eternity. You say, well, pastor, you know, just slow down. I don't believe this is the Sunday that you need to preach about hell. But it's cold in here. (laughs) And this sermon will certainly warm your heart for you to think that God's going to bless you enough that you will miss hell. I told you as an eight-year-old boy, the reason I was saved and got saved wasn't so much I just wanted and loved Jesus, but it was because I did not want to go to hell. And they told me that in order to avoid it, I need to receive the Lord as my Savior, be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and I obeyed, and God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Hell is real. The Bible gives us this great story and shares with us this dialogue that's going on between Lazarus and the rich man. As we see the rich man who's dressed in fine purple, he's eating well every day. Lazarus is laid at his gate full of sores and designed to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. They would take, when their hands were soiled, they would take the bread and wipe and dry their hands with the bread and discard it. So the crumbs with nice bread that had been discarded because they used it to wipe their hands. Lazarus designed to be filled with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. It says, and it came to pass that the beggar died, and that's for sure, that death will come and call our name. And all I'm trying to do, part of my responsibility, which is an awesome job, is to prepare you for the day that you're going to die. Because man born of a woman is but a few days and they're full of trouble. Death will come. And so, as I prepare you, and it came to pass that the beggar died, and notice it said, and was carried by the angel into Abraham's bosom. The rich man died and was buried. Both men died. The righteous died. The unrighteous died. Death is certain for all, righteous, unrighteous. See that point? And so the Bible goes on and tells us that the angel carried Lazarus to Abraham's bosom, which was paradise below. This is before the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When souls died, they all went to the underworld below. And it was compartmentalized, hell, paradise, yet below. And so the angel took Lazarus to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man goes to hell. Verse 23, and says, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, which tells me that in hell you will have feelings. In hell, you will be able 
to see. Are you listening? In hell, you'll be able to hear, to touch, to feel. So all of those sensories that we have works in hell. How is it that in hell I can hear, see, feel, touch? Because God is going to prepare a body that will sustain and last in hell. Are you listening? Just like in heaven, we'll be able to see, to hear, to touch, to feel. Okay, so feelings were going in that next life. Which is something to think about. He lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Wow. Lazarus in Abraham's bosom, comfort, and I'm in the flames. It's hard to imagine a body in flames and not being consumed. Because in our mind, when something is in fire, it's consumed. But we already know, remember Moses? Saw the bush on fire. But it was not consumed. We know God can do it. He can prepare a body that will not be consumed. And so he cries out. He lifts up his eyes, being in torment, seeing Abraham afar off. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, look at the dialogue. Have mercy on me and send Lazarus. You're still giving orders. And you're in hell because you're a rich man. You used to having things your way. But guess what, folks? When you get to hell, it's not your way. Rich as you can be, it's still not your way. It's God's way. Sin lies and have him to dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. You're ordering him around. No, it don't work that way. Because there's no release when you finally wake up in hell. I wish I was wrong about this message, but I'm not. I'm in the book. I'm preaching the word. Now, I don't understand how people can be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues and say there is no hell. I just say to them, you're deceived. The enemy has stretched your mind and caused you to be deceived. I don't know how you can study this book and say that there is no hell. There is that place where the unrighteous will go, which is hell. Say what you want. Bring all your statistics and all your Greek words and all your Hebrew words, all that I say baloney. There is a hell. I'll use it like I use the insurance policy. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. It is a blessed assurance to know that God lives on the inside of us and he will keep you. One of the greatest gifts that we have is the gift of the Holy Ghost. As sad as it will be, the day we die, 
the joy of knowing we will not lift up our eyes in hell. Oh, Jesus. Do you see it? Sin Lazarus. Why? Because I'm tormented in this flame. I'm tormented. But Abraham says, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now, oh, he's comfort, and thou art tormented. Besides all this between us and you, there's this great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. If you had a choice to get out of hell, you certainly would use your get out of jail free card. You would use it because you're in a place you don't want to be. Let me just say this and let me speak to all unbelievers. Right now, you're in hell. Your ticket is there, hell bound. So you're just as good as being in hell. But thanks be to God, like the message said, I'm not staying in hell. Because when I was an unbeliever, my destiny was hell. But because I received the Lord Jesus as my Savior, my destination has been changed. My ticket has been upgraded and I'm not spending eternity in hell. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Because in hell, the fire is not quenched. The worms die not. Oh, Jesus. Well, I know what you're saying. If I go to hell, <coughs> it won't be that bad because they taught me if I'm ever on fire, I can stop, I can drop, and I can roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Let me just say this to you. That stopping, dropping, and rolling does not work in hell. Heaven is for real. Hell is for real. And you got to ask yourself the question, where will I spend eternity? Smoking or non-smoking? What section will you go to? Make up your mind. Because the Lord wants to bring us out. And I love this 16th song that says, For thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will I suffer thine holy one to see corruptions. That 24th song comes into play. In Psalms 24, we hear these words, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. God is coming in your direction. We were all bound for hell. When you died prior to Christ's death, everyone went down, went to the underworld, like Lazarus, Abraham's bosom, the unrighteous, 
in hell. But when Christ died, he went down to the underworld. And for three days, he had a revival to invite the souls that were in captivity, those that were lifted, those that were in the underworld, had the opportunity to get out of hell. How is it that Christ comes to you in hell and invites you to come out, but you're so stuck on being in hell that you refuse to come out of hell. Are you with me? He's not going to leave my soul in hell. He's given you an opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is my problem that I have with other religion. He's going to ask you one question. What did you do with Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is God bridge out of hell. He's your bridge over troubled water. He is the way to God. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's clear. It's not Buddha. It's not Mohammed. It's not Confucius. The only way to God is through Jesus Christ. The only way out of hell is through Jesus Christ. And if he makes a way, a provision for us to be saved, then we need to take the exit. If this place was on fire and there was darkness all around, the exit sign would illuminate and the exit sign would be the way that you get out of a burning building. Well, if you're in hell or a hellish situation, Jesus is the exit sign. He says, I am the door. He is the way out. And in order for us to get out, we must go out by way of the door. And I'm so glad that the exit sign is illuminated and Jesus is saying, this way out. Aren't you glad you found the way out? He brought you out of hell. Let me just digress. Sometimes you're in a hellish situation. And God comes in your direction and he brings you out of that hellish situation and you look and say, you know, I'm not going back. I went through it. I endured it. I was in it. But God brought me. And once God bring me out, I'm not going back into it. And that's just physically things that we go through in this life and situations and problems. But just can you imagine that all of us were bound for hell? Our destiny was hell. And Jesus came and he flipped the sign. Hell had a one-way street sign. But he said, no, I'm going to make it a two-way street. That whosoever will, let him Come, he's given us an opportunity to be saved. And I'm so glad that salvation has come in my direction, that he would not leave my soul in hell. He's given me an opportunity. He's given you an opportunity. He's given the whole world an opportunity to be saved. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Salvation is for the world. 
Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is. The king of glory. The king of glory is coming in your direction. And this message, as simple as it may sound, is a message of hope to someone that's in a hellish situation to let you know you don't have to stay there. Because he's not going to leave your soul in hell. Now, you can choose to stay there if you want. He's coming to bring you out. But it's your choice. We have to teach our young people that sometimes if a house is on fire, that there will be a man that have a mask on. He won't look like a regular man. So I understand you may be hiding in the closet or hiding somewhere and you see this figure with this outfit on. That's the fireman who's coming to bring you out of the fire to rescue you. We were in hell. And Jesus, God, adorning himself in the fire suit came to where we were and he rescued us. He picked us up and carried us out of here. And I'm so glad that today we are saved because the fireman came in our direction and rescued us. <sighs> Pastor, that's a scary message. No. It's a message of hope. It's a wake-up call. It's to remind us of why we serve the Lord. Because when we die, we don't want to lift up our eyes in hell. But we want to wake up in Abraham's bosom. We want to wake up in the presence of the Lord. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Pastor, I don't think you are preaching God's word because, you know, just God is a God of mercy. God is a God of love. And, and what happened? And, 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 and furthermore, you said that hell was just a motel. Yeah, you're right. There's going to be this great white throne judgment. And everyone that's in hell is coming out of hell. You're not going to leave your soul in hell. He's going to pull you out. And you're coming before the great white throne judgment. And you're going to be judged according to the things that was written in the book. And everyone whose name was not written in the Lamb's book of life, this time they leave in hell because he's not going to leave my soul in hell. And they're going to be cast into the lake of fire. Are you listening? Wait a minute. So I'm coming out of hell. Yep. He's not leaving your soul in hell. He's going to bring you out of hell before the great white throne judgment and give you your final resting place. The great what? The what? 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 what the lake of fire. But why? Because you did not take the time to accept Jesus as your savior to be filled with his spirit. How simple, how plain can it be? Receive the Lord as your savior and escape hell. Oh, Jesus. So what's going to happen to hell? 
The Bible says, and death and hell was cast into the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet and the unbeliever and everyone whose name was not written in the Lamb's book of life. They are cast into the lake of fire and then the epitaphs, and this is the second death. Bad enough you died one time, but now you're dying the second time in the lake of fire. Who is it that want to go to hell? No one in their right mind should want to go to hell. And I'm so glad that he will not leave my soul in hell. And he's not going to leave your soul in hell either. Because he's bringing us out. Luke 16, Psalms 16, Psalms 24 remind us, I'm not staying in hell. What are you doing? I'm getting out of here. What if there was no heaven? What if there was no hell? People would do anything they want. They would live any kind of way they want. They had a free pass to do anything with no conscience. But guess what? That's what if there was no. But there is a heaven. And there is a hell. But you've got to make up your mind. I want to be saved. I'm going to be saved. And I'm asking God to keep me saved. So I will miss hell. What, what about, what about, what about, what about? Yeah, there's a lot of things I can't answer. But one thing I can tell you, what the Bible says, that in hell, he lifted up his eyes and he asked Father Abraham to send Lazarus to deliver. No, you've got to, while you have an opportunity, seek the Lord. Aren't you glad that you can be saved today? Looking forward to going to Paris. Okay, but that's nice. Looking forward to going to Rome. That's nice. But I'm looking forward to going to heaven to be with the believers, absent from the body, present with the Lord. I was hell bound, but I turned my ticket in. I became upgraded, and now I'm on my way to heaven. Father, thank you for the word. Life is in the word. Healing is in the word. Deliverance is in the word. You will not leave my soul in hell. And I pray for the soul that's near as hell. I pray that if they make up their mind, I want to be saved. I want to be delivered. I don't want to die and go to hell. Deliver me. Rescue me. Set me free. Deliver me. Hell was created for the devil and his angel. And I know the book declares that hell has enlarged itself. Father, we don't want to die and go to hell. But we want to be saved. Somebody under the sound of my voice need to hear this word. It's a message of hope. It's a message of love. It's a message of peace. It's a message of rescue. It's a message to let them know that hell do not have to be their lot. You've just heard Bishop Ronald Frazier with a powerful message. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, feel free to drop by our website 
www.ChristChurchInc.org. We're also on Facebook at ChristChurchInc and Instagram at Christ underscore church underscore INC. Winning the World for Christ was produced by Sando Savant Media. Music is provided by the O'Neill Brothers Group. You can find more of their wonderful music at www.O'NeillBrothersGroup.com. We thank you for listening to today's message and truly hope that it was a blessing to you. Tune in next week for another great word. Until then, have a blessed week.